Nigeris HaKadosh, Simen Chavov, the 26th letter, the Al-Kadeva mentions the, the, uh, the concept of Chachma descending into the lower worlds through the Malchus of each world, which is called Golos HaShchima. And the purpose for this descent is in order to elevate or reclaim the divine sparks, the Nitzutim, that fell into Klippa, into unholiness, as a result of Shviras HaKelim, the breaking of the vessels. The breaking of the vessels, in overly simplified terms, is a reference to what is described in Bereshis, in the story of creation, as the condition of Tehu Vavayu. The world of Tehu is the, or, the original condition of creation, or the primal condition of creation, where the godliness was so intense, the expression of godliness was so intense, that the vessels could not contain it. As, for example, a person who is upset, panicked, or in ecstasy, where the intensity of the feeling is far greater than the capacity that the human being has for containing these feelings, so that the heart can't contain, in an orderly fashion, can't process this emotion or this feeling because it is too intense for the vessel. So the world of Tehu is described as a lot of light with little vessel, a big light in a little vessel. The result is, as we see in a person who panics, or in a more positive example, a person in ecstasy, we see there that the feeling itself is incredibly intense and, and precious, but because the vessel can't contain it, it gets wasted and, and it expresses itself in a very disorderly way so that the precious part, the good part, of the experience that the person is going through in his ecstasy can't be communicated properly and it comes out uh, all jumbled, it comes out all confused, and that is a state of klipa. The fact that it can't be understood properly, the fact that it can be misunderstood, the fact that it doesn't at first glance appear to be anything positive, it seems to be just a lot of noise and a lot of tumult. But then, when the seichel regains control, particularly chachma, the chachma, a person's chachma, has the ability to sort through the, the static or the noise that the ecstasy created and extract from that noise the few words, the few expressions, although very brief, but very intense, and bring that back to an orderly, godly fashion. So the idea of Shvira Sakelim is that the primal stages of creation were very intense, where the light was much greater than the vessel, and so there was a Shvira Sakelim, the vessel broke, could not contain or process the intensity of the godliness in an orderly fashion, in a way of Kedusha, and so it fell, so to speak, into Klippa. Now, there is all this intense 
godliness, the godliness from Tayyum, which is even higher in its origin than the orderly process which is called holiness. Only this godliness, as high as it is, is mixed in with the bad, is hidden under the bad, under the klipa, and it takes an effort to extract it and bring it back to godliness, the holiness. In today's Tanya, for the 11th of Cheshvan, we are in Egeres HaKedosh 26, on Daf Kufnem Hei Ahmed Aleph. The number at the bottom of the page is 562. The Altarebbe is saying that the process of elevating the divine sparks from their fall, either as a result of Shri Rasa or the result of eating from the tree of knowledge, this process happens only here below on earth through the efforts of a neshama clothed in a body which gives it access to the klipa, comes in contact with klipa's mega, and can weaken the klipa by refusing it, by breaking its desires, refusing its desires, and then is able to extract the godliness and bring it uh, and bring it back to to a state of holiness. And every Jew has a portion and plays a role in this process, in the study of Torah, when he <coughs> reveals or finds new insights into Torah. So this is all in a time of Golos when the Shekhinah and the Divine Sparks are contained within Klippa. Now, two-thirds of the way down at the period, the line begins, Mibain. Aval But when the Shekhinah comes out of the Klippa's Neiga, comes out of Klippa, Acha sheyushlam after the work of of returning or reclaiming the sparks is completed, the yufrad and the good is separated from the bad or the bad from the good. The ispardu oven, and all evil is dispersed, is undone. Then. The purpose of the study of Torah and the doing of mitzvahs will not be for the sake of elevating or reclaiming the godliness that is in Klippa, but rather to bring about higher and higher oneness among the divine attributes. And, in, and bringing about those kinds of yichud, that kind of oneness, will cause greater and higher light from the world of Atsilus to be brought down into this world. As the Arizal writes, that all of this is through the inner part of Torah, through Kabbalah and Hasidus, in the fulfillment of mitzvahs, out of awareness and with the kavana of the higher yichudim that are accomplished, that correspond, that are mechuvan, that correspond to the divine lights, 
because the root of the mitzvahs is very high in God and that where it says in the Gemara the mitzvahs that the mitzvahs won't be functioning will not be obligatory in the world to come that, might, that is true of the time that is called the world of the Tchia, after the resurrection of the dead. But that period of time called the days of Mashiach, which means a, a certain period after Mashiach comes, but before the time of the resurrection, then the mitzvahs will not be in that will not be discontinued, but will still be valid. So what will be the purpose of the study of Torah and the fulfillment of mitzvahs at that time? The study of Torah will also be The study of the mitzvahs will be to understand the panemius of the mitzvah, their their hidden and concealed reasons. Aval But that which is revealed, the revealed parts of the Torah, that won't take any effort. There won't be any special effort necessary to understand that because that will be revealed and known to every Jew with a primary innate knowledge where there can be no forgetfulness and therefore there won't be any need to, to, to work at them to labor at the study and at the, at the retaining of that study because there won't be any forgetting except for the riffraff who will not merit to taste from the tree of life which is the, the tree of life is the inner part of Teda and the inner part of the mitzvah and they will need to labor at the study of Teda and particularly Mishnah in order to weaken the influence of the, of the unholiness that still clings to them and this comes through, this happens as a result of their striving and working in the study of Torah. In certain manuscripts, these words don't appear. So that this unholiness doesn't influence them and cause them to sin. As it says concerning the time to come, that there is a sin that there is, there is the, the phenomena of sin will exist even then and that will be from the Erev from the Rif Rav who was still capable of sinning and in, they will also need to know the details and therefore need to study to find out the details of the permissible, the prohibited or the unclean 
more than the Jews, because they will have to be, take precautions to be careful not to allow anything that is un, unfit or unclean or prohibited to occur because to the Jews sins will not occur because God protects them. But for them, there will need to be an effort to be protected from the sins. It's also possible that for the Jews, they will know the inner from the inner part of Torah all the external parts of Torah. They'll be able to extrapolate from the Pneumius to the to the revealed as it was with Avraham Avinu, that by knowing the inner part of Torah, he, he, he was able to know what the details of the mitzvahs would be. And therefore there's no need to study them at all. Whereas at the time of the Beis Hamikdash, of the second Beis Hamikdash, they needed to study the Torah, not only for the for the purpose of knowing the halacha but because that was the main aveda and the main service of God at that time to weaken the strength of the klipa and to reclaim and elevate. The sparks of holiness are yedei ha-teirav ha-avedu k'meshekosu m'kimachet. V'achar ha-dvarim v'ha-emes and after these words and these truths yuvan hetif v'teisviz biyur is now clearly understood with additional clarity ha-raya mehemna d'le'il the statement of the raya mehemna of the zayah quoted at the beginning of this letter b'masha omar ilna d'teivara when he says that it is the tree of good and bad, the mixture of good and bad, Klipas Mega, which at first glance appeared to be a reference to the study of Isr Veheter. The Isr is a mixture of Tevara, but in fact, what he means to say is Klipas Mega Shehu Elam Hazeb Be'iker. The Rebbe says that uh, should be amended here. It should read either Iker Elam Haze or Elam Haze Be'ikir. That Klipas Mega, which is the dominant feature, the dominant property of this world, those subjects that are studied, those objects or subjects that are studied in the laws of Yisr Veheter, that's the Klipas Mega, and that's what has to be elevated through the study. But the study of Torah itself, including the laws of Yisr Veheter, that is pure godliness and completely holy, not a mixture of good and evil, God forbid. In the Hayim Yim, for the eleventh day of Cheshvan, for Yud Al of Cheshvan, the Rebbe writes that in Torah Eir, in the paragraph in, in Pasach Eliyahu, which is on Parsha Vayera, in the paragraph that begins with the words, V'hinei HaTzimtum, there's a line there that reads, Shabekinas Einayim, Himokir Bekinas Kalim, and it needs to be amended, it needs to be corrected, 
It should read Shehem Bechinas Enayim Umakir Bechinas Kevim. And also in that maim, in that maim, in, in Torah Eir, in the maim on the words Erdono, in the paragraph that begins with the words Vehine Bezehar, there's a line there that reads the Pirish Mishutatim, and it has to be amended. It should read the Pirish Mishutatis. The Maimer Pasach of Yahu, um, in the, in the Torah Eir, there are footnotes from my father, from the Rebbe Rashab, which he began writing in the winter of 1891-1892.